Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making and the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is working for free. And in this episode, we are diving into wedding styled shoots with Margot Freighty, the owner and creative director over at Harmony Creative. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to the shit show. Episode 45 of the Wedding Sassholes. Oh, God, she says it stupid every single time. We are so excited today for our interview episode. We've been chatting all month about as wedding professionals that we get asked to work for free in different ways. And so a warm sasshole welcome to Margo. Welcome, Margo. Hi, thanks for having me. I had the pleasure of seeing Margo speak multiple times on style shoots and other topics at different conferences. And then one of the best parts about, I think, being like in the speaker world is when we all start to connect with each other off the stage. And so we had the most fun at a dinner in Miami at a conference <laughs> none of us really wanted to be at because it was COVID. That is true. That is probably true. Probably shouldn't have been there, but um, <laughs> but it was great to actually get to spend time. And she just really knows her stuff on this topic. And we get asked about style shoots all the time. Yeah, I bet you do. Because people, um, people either don't know what to think about style shoots or they've already made up their mind that it's either black or white. When I mm-hmm. think that there are very, very, very many shades of gray. Yeah. There's many shades of growth. Well, we like to switch up the format from a typical interview process, and we're just going to dive right into it because we know that you have a ton of nuggets and we want to get all the tips and tricks out of you in this very (laughs) limited time that we have. Let's do it. So Marco, for people that have never participated in a styled shoot, this is a, we get a lot of new businesses who join my company Mm -hmm. as members and, you know, they're like, everyone's telling them to do it. Can you describe what exactly a styled shoot is and how is it different than like an actual wedding? Yeah, a styled shoot is essentially a staged anything, right? For the wedding world, it is a staged wedding. I usually like to think of it like if you were to pick up a fashion magazine and you see a a model in a nice dress with a horse in a barn and field, like that's that's a that's a styled editorial. Sometimes you may yeah. hear it as editorial. Yeah. Uh, that just means that it's fake. But I think that a lot of people, when they think about style sheets, are like, "Why would I want to do something that's fake?" And I'm like, "Well, every house you've ever seen on HGTV is a styled mm-hmm. house. It's fake, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like." It's to make you want to buy something. The same is true for styled shoots. If you're just starting out in this industry, you likely do not have a huge portfolio of photos, a huge portfolio of work. You maybe aren't getting the type of clients who would have a wedding that you would like to have photographed as an example of your work. So the only way to kind of get whatever is in you and what you want to give to the wedding world out into out of your head and into reality is to sometimes make it up and shoot it yourself. So that's a, that's a styled shoot. And that's why people are like, oh, it's either fake or, you know, it's not realistic. I'm like, it's not supposed to be. Just like Vogue photo shoots in HGTV houses are not supposed to be realistic. They are supposed to be aspirational. And the same is true for styled shoots. But there are some do's and don'ts and, you know, things that people should think about that we're definitely going to talk about. But that's like the crux of the issue, yeah. right? Which is it is a a wedding set and photos that you control. The end. 
Oh, I love that. I think too, it's so hard in the digital world we live in, which makes me sound like an old lady in the wedding industry. <laughs> but, you know, we could get away with a little bit less when it came to having the photos as a new business 20 years ago. And now yeah. you've got to start building that brand, utilizing social media platforms and videos and all of that. And especially on your website and nothing is worse than using stock imagery. But so you've got to figure out a way to get the photos and the content that you actually need. Yeah, well, it's, it's, but, go ahead. sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead, Margo. You're the guest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, yes, 20 years ago, or even like 12 years ago, right, when I started out, I could put together something that looked looked fakeish and like people wouldn't notice, you know. But like now, as we get more sophisticated, as people, you know, use social media and get more sophisticated with that, they want to see what you can do because here's here's the real bottom line not very many people can visualize their own wedding that well like that's just no. that's also something like but most people can't visualize that's why creatives have a place in our world because most people cannot visualize and then get out what they're visualizing into a real product so most couples that come to your website come to your social media it's hard for them to visualize that you can do what they want if they're not seeing it already out there whether that is a style shoot or a wedding mm -hmm. yeah I find that a lot I so I do cakes and yeah. dessert bars and to talk about a design, they just, they, I have, I physically have to always sketch it out, like, or yeah. show them a reference photo because they just can't visualize it. I know it's the same, especially when you go to like a blank canvas venue, they can't see it as like a, a dolled up yeah. venue if there's nothing out on the tables or anything. Yeah, so that's sure. why I continue to do styled shoots, even at venues that I work at a lot, because sometimes they can't visualize it past the empty space or past the shoots that we've already done or what they've seen there. So we're always mm -hmm. trying to show those places that we work at new lights. So we're not doing the same thing over and over again. I think I may be the person to blame for the industrial locked greenery trend mm -hmm. because right. I did a very popular styled shoot in 2015 that was featured on Style Me Pretty and uh, Wedding Sparrow and like a whole bunch of places. But then I had, it had like this weird adverse effect, which is every couple that was getting married at that venue wanted a wedding that looked like that. And so yeah. I did 10 weddings that looked just like that. Right. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I got to give them some more things to look at, you know, because again, people just can't visualize. They're like, that looks good. I'll take that. Mm -hmm. Except you're very, very creative couples who are few and far between, even for, you know, people like me who are, who are not doing luxury weddings, but doing like, you know, fancy lux, you know, that 80 to $200,000 range, you know, the clients that I have even the, that can really visualize and tell me what they want and have it make sense are, are few and far between. And what's that saying that they always say about on your business, always show what you want to be doing. You don't have to yep. show every event that you do. It's the same thing with the loft space that you did. Like everybody, yep. you showed it and everybody wanted it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I, at that point, when I kind of made the turn into realizing exactly what style shoots could do, as opposed to like how people were doing them, which is like, let's show a pretty table right? Mm -hmm. Which is something, I'm sorry, that anyone could do, right? Yeah. So style shoots are more about telling your brand story, telling the story of your ideal couple. If your ideal couple got married, what would it look like, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that the, aren't the, isn't that the people you want to book you, yeah. right? But once I kind of realized moving away from like shiny object syndrome, shiny idea syndrome, moving into like, 
purposeful styled shoot methods, which is something that I teach in our course that we have styled shoot success, like how to drill down on exactly why you're doing the shoot, its goals, its purposes. Once I started doing it that way, that's when it really clicked. And that's when, you know, I started to make shoots that got me actual business because that is the point is to get actual business. Well, that's why it's so valuable. I think when you start from the why, because as a new mm-hmm. business, people get asked all the time or they'll, and they'll say, you know, I'll see them say, yes, 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 yes. And you see the shoots coming out and you're like, damn, I can't figure out what that florist style is because they're trying, right. they're just saying yes to get content and things mm-hmm. instead of stopping <clears throat> to say, you know, I, every time somebody asks me, well, I got asked to do this shoot. I'm like, stop and ask a lot of questions. Like, where's it going? How long will we have the images? Like, till we get the, like ask, cause if you really need content, you can't wait nine weeks for photos. Like right. that doesn't maybe, are they submitting it to be published? Does anybody have any of those connections? And so I think that, you know, when, when they stop and figure out the why on the front side and do it with intention, I that I think is my least favorite thing about styled shoots today because I think when they started the very first styled shoot I did, there was like fifteen of us. Like it wasn't even a word. We didn't call them that yet. We just were it doing. Depends on who's running them because I've seen some that yeah. I know. There's I know what you're saying. They they look fantastic, but and they I've were, seen some that just team. look haphazard. It was like yeah. a team. Like we all sat at a table and we brainstormed yeah. and we fed off of each other and we like came up with a concept that kept getting bigger and better and better. And they were like epic, gorgeous shoots, which sounds like the one I've seen, the one you're talking about there. It was beautiful. And I feel like that is, it's the collaboration that gets the best. It's not when one person's like, hey, we're doing another vintage Florida orange theme. Can you make a cake? Right. I, uh, yeah. And that that's more the method that I teach that I, you know, espouse people to follow, which yeah. is like, I... I really tell people that it is not in their best interest, especially photographers, to do things that we call shootouts or yeah. their what it is is a, a style shoot that someone has made, and then they invite and usually charge, charge. photographers oh. to shoot it. And they're char- and they'll have a dozen or 20 photographers. When we're talking about free labor or even paid labor, if you are a photographer that is going to one of these shootouts it is going to have very limited value for you to do something like that. Yeah, because everybody's got the same photos. Everyone's got the same Mm -hmm. photos. It will cause confusion, especially if you're in the same market. No one will know whose work it is, right? A photographer sent me an email one time after I did um, like a blog about paid shoots. And she was like, you you could not be more right. I I went to one of these and I had someone send me someone else's image from the same shoot saying, I love your style. And it wasn't my photo. And everyone was confused because we were all in the same market. Because what you want to get out of the styled shoot is more like what you were talking about, where you're working with people who are aligned, right? People who are going to also service the same ideal client that you are. So if you are a florist that is all about bohemian florals, maybe you don't do something that's very modern, right? That doesn't really work. And if you're a photographer... And the the planner that you're working with mostly shoots light or mostly has a portfolio full of light and airy photos, then your dark and moody style, she's not going to use those photos as much. It's not going to make good sense, right? So I always want people when they're thinking about styled shoots and getting into things where they are going to be giving up their time, their money, their talent, 
their brain power, their blood, sweat, and tears, you got to make sure that it's worth it for you. And you have to make sure that it's aligned and that it's going to have lasting value because people come into styled shoots with one goal, publication. That is their goal, one goal. And I think that your goal should at least have three, three very hardcore goals that it's going to need to service, not only now, not only three months from now when you get the photographs back, but two years from now. That shoot in 2015, Shannon, I am still using those photos today. And they still work in my portfolio because I was very conscious of the fact that I wanted to have a particular kind of style and that I wanted this money. That that shoot cost me personally $2,000, right? right? I put $2,000 of my money in that. That's marketing budget to me. And I wanted that to have lasting value. So that's what that's how I want people to start thinking about this stuff is more in a marketing value, more in a lasting value, and not just a, I'm going to do this thing. It's going to be pretty. I'm going to have photos because that is not always of a good value for your time and effort. And well, and how many times have I seen them do the shoe? It posts once. You never see yeah. it. Like, or they do so much behind the scenes on the day on like stories mm-hmm. and stuff, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And then. By the time I see, and then half the time people get too busy and they don't even post the damn photos. Yeah. As a vendor, we we don't get the photos for months. Yeah. Months sometimes. Right. Like I had to produce, I had to produce something very real product that day, but I have to wait four months down the road to use this. Yeah. And especially if it's seasonal, you're like, well, that was a summer shoot. And now it's the middle of winter. Like, I'm not going to use this. This looks stupid in the middle of the night. Right. Two points on that. The first one is, Whoever, some somebody has to be in charge of the shoot, whoever that is, whether it's a planner, whether it's a florist, whether it's a venue owner, whether it's a photographer, somebody has to be in charge. And that person has to clearly communicate to the rest of the team members the value, why they would want to join, what they're going to get out of it, the work product, what they're going to get, what their plan is for publication and how long the turnaround is going to be. So if you're a planner, you have to work with your photographer and make a plan of turnaround and a plan of publication. So that shoot that I keep referencing, we went into that knowing that we wanted it published and in 2015 in the biggest wedding blog in America, yeah. Style Me Pretty. And to that, I said, they're not going to publish it if they see any part of this beforehand because they want exclusivity. You have to yeah, know your target audience's thoughts on exclusivity and like where it's been published. So I, I, so they all knew going into it that they would not be able to post behind the scenes right away. They would not get the photos for many months because Stanley Pretty has a very long turnaround process Mm -hmm. for submissions, um, even for members of their little black book, which I was at the time. And they all went into it knowing that thing, right? So that their expectations were not that the cake vendor involved in that shoot would did not have the expectation that she was going to get photos in a month, right? She just kind of knew going into it ahead of time. And my thing is that everyone is satisfied by knowing what's going to happen beforehand, not unlike real clients, not unlike real clients want to know what's going to happen beforehand. So that's point Mm -hmm. one. Point two about the seasonality that you were talking about. I used to I used to have a whole different career, right? I used to be in retail consulting. So I worked for a consulting firm out of New York. I worked here in LA. We worked with brands like Ben Sherman, Lucky Brand, Nike was a big client. Fashion works three seasons ahead. People don't know that. Like when we're, we're if it's like right now it's fall, they're working on winter for next year. Just that's the cycle that they have to work on. Yeah. And the same is true of like 
you know, if you watch The Devil Wears Prada, like they're working on like, it, it, it seems like they're working on the current book. They're working on the book three months ahead. Yeah. Like that's just how everything works. So you have to think of the same kind of thing when you're doing a shoot, which is if you do a shoot that's for Halloween, you have to do that shoot in July, if not beforehand. It doesn't make a lot of sense you know, to us as we're living our lives, but it's going to take time to get the photos back, yeah. time to get the editing done, time to get your submission and your information done, time to send it in. And then a usual turnaround process is between one and three months from a publication. Yeah. So th- these are the things you have to think about if you're doing something that is holiday-based, seasonal-based, time-based. They just they won't publish something that is for winter in the middle of summer. Like that doesn't Yeah, no, sense. we see that a lot with like movies and like when Barbie came out this year, yeah. you know, everybody started doing Barbie themed shoots in the month that Barbie came out. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, oh, you got to like, check that calendar. You yeah, I was check like, those trailers. if you know Barbie's coming out in July, that shoot needed yeah. to be so that I could have gone into the publication schedule. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our mutual friend, Megan Ely from OFD Consulting, yeah. once famously did a, a, um, a royal wedding theme shoot around um that was published the week it was published everywhere like not even in wedding stuff it was published in like new york times and like stuff like or i don't know where but like non-wedding stuff because for the wedding of um harry and megan but yeah. they had shot that what that shoot six months beforehand because right. everybody knew what the wedding date was and knew yeah. that it was going to be very popular so you have to start thinking if you're doing something that's trendier-ish you have to start thinking or seasonal you have to start thinking ahead right but if you're doing something that's seasonal if you're doing something that's trendy if you're doing something that's uh, movie-based you know public events based whatever it is it also needs to align with your brand or it's not going to be valuable case in point before I realized what I was doing I did a Halloween shoot where the bride is wearing a black dress and it got published it got published right several times and it gets brought up every Halloween however my style is neutral, <laughs> calm, just, minimalist. Just, just looking behind you, the I would opposite. not say that would have been the, yeah. the opposite. All the decor in this, you guys beautiful. can't see it, but all the decor is neutral. <laughs> it was it was beautiful. Yeah. I'm proud of that work, but that does not represent the type of weddings that we do, right? And I did not recognize the disconnect because I was only going for publication. So that's something that I want people to start thinking about as well. It's got to serve you in an ongoing way also. I think that leads me into one of my questions is how do you think that doing these style shoots for vendors specifically, how it helps get across to their ideal client, their preferred style, and also staying up to date with the trends and the inspirations, which like you had mentioned, doing it months in advance before the season hits, I think that's part of it is like with the trends and staying with all of that. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a, as an industry, weddings and events along with fashion along with interior design along with product design are things that move culture right art music design and like a design capacity they move culture forward right and that's why we're always talking about trends and things that are coming down the line it is right. very hard to get ahead of a trend in a real event it is very difficult to do that right you have to have the perfect clients who are willing to take risks but yeah. it, it, it it just, it, it's a perfect storm of not really working out all the time, right? We, we plan so, these events so far ahead in advance that right. by the time it so gets you, there, it's already, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, true. So if you want to do something that you think is really going to, going to hit next year, then you got to do that now. And yeah. it's hard to do that in a real event. So yes, forward thinking, 
is a way that in like take cakes, for example, if you have like seen out of the corner of your eye, that there's something in fashion or there's something in interior design that you think is going to cross over into weddings, but it hasn't really yet. Right. Like all of the, all of the uh, fashion shows for, for fashion week were like two weeks ago or whatever it is. Right. And there are things that are in that too, that I'm like, okay, that's going to come down through bridal. That's going to come down through ready to wear. That's going to come down. If you see something like that and you're like, you're trying to explain to a client this great dress is going to be the biggest thing in bridal next year. Like it's not, most clients aren't going to get it. Right. So being able to like make one of the faux cakes, like I see behind you, we're talking about our, our backgrounds. I'm seeing a, a bunch of beautiful faux cakes behind <laughs> There's you. There's a lot of color in this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is you showing like, this is what we can do, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not, we, we, we don't only do what you see. This is what we right. can do. And if this doesn't work for you, I can sketch for you. It's a way of opening up clients' minds. And yes. the faux cakes sitting in the shop are great for once people get to the shop. But if you want them to be on social media, if you want them to be featured in blogs, then you have to be a part of a style shoot in order to get that out there. So. Yeah. I tell people, so all of the cakes that we have at the shop are from styled shoots and then I just bring them home. And so it's fun for me because yeah, I'm like, oh, a new display. Yeah. A new display. Awesome. But I yeah. tell people all the time is like, we had an um, episode about podcasts and such. And yeah. I said, one of the podcasts that I really like is it's actually a European podcast on wedding industry things because hmm. they are typically ahead of us in trends and fashion and things like that. So when you talk about fashion week, I mean, it's always, you know, abroad and such but it's they're always ahead so if we just keep an eye out on what they're doing and do those in the style shoots or make those suggestions to our clients we can kind of stay ahead and that's like one of our secret tips of the day yeah there is a german wedding blog that i really love it begins with an h and i'm not going to attempt to pronounce it but (laughs) don't murder it don't murder it Maybe we'll find it. We'll put it in the show notes. But yeah. like, I get a lot of ideas for that because their style is very minimal, very, yeah. you know, and then a lot of um, Australian blogs. You can probably see this is an Australian wedding magazine back here yeah. in the background. I get a lot of ideas from from outside of the U.S. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we talked about in our last episode, you know, while styled shoots, uh, one of the challenges, I think, when you get busier and busier and more successful as a business is there maybe isn't always the time to dedicate to yeah. style shoots. So um, in our last episode, in episode 44, we talked a little bit more about, you know, upgrading clients events that you're already having. And so yeah. we did that with a florist who she really wanted to try out this flower wall. And she was ordering so many flowers for this event. And, you know, the client, it wasn't in their budget. And she's like, I need to actually like do this on site to see really what to charge and how long is it actually going to take us, you know, when we've got all the time in the shop. So she did it for free in an event. Like she did it as a surprise. She knew the client would love it. Right. So it's not like it was a surprise. They were going to be like, oh, this is awful. She knew they were going to love it and whatever, but they didn't want to pay for it. So there's also that opportunity because you have a photographer there and you have people there to even take the events you're already doing and try to, because you're right, it is so hard to trend forward on a real event because you're trying to like almost convince your client into an idea that might not be their style. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. But we did even even at networking events, like we hosted a networking event and I said to the florist, 
you know, I, I said to the florist and to the calligrapher, what's something that you're getting asked for and you don't have? And he was like, oh, that like welcome box with the flowers. And the two of them were like, yes. So they partnered together, did it for, it was a networking event. And I said, guys, you don't have to say like, welcome to the wedding event, put whatever you want on that box. We'll put it out. Mm-hmm. We'll get you pictures of it. And then we can take it down, but like, bring it. I've got a photographer who's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One whole section of our course is about like next level styled shoots and it's for experienced people it's for people who have like you said busy schedules they're yeah they're they're working in their business it's going well but maybe they're looking to level up to a new budget level up to a new city you know branch out something like that and it's all about how to like do two shoots in one day that are that Mm -hmm. are different you know add on to those networking events level up your real your real clients you know just like you were saying so yes there are high level styled shoot strategies that are that we do talk about that are uh, that are those um because everyone comes to it from like a different point we've had people take our course that are just starting out they've never done a styled shoot so like is a blueprint from point a to point b right or there's people that come in and be like i've done them they haven't worked out i'm tired of wasting money so we tell them like how to have a plan to have it you know have lasting value and then there's people that are like i'm doing it well but like you know, I really like that your designs and stuff like that seem to be like, you know, higher level. And that's what I'm looking to get to, right? Like those higher level weddings. So we do talk to everybody because yes, if you are, you know, like the, like the ladies here who are podcasting, I'm running a summit, I'm right. doing weddings, I, you know what I mean? Um, I also don't have children, but everybody I know has children yep. and parents are taking care of and everybody's got a lot of stuff in their life. So if you're going to dedicate some time and money, we want to make it have as much value as possible, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, that's really my goal for everybody is if you're going to take the time to do a style yeah. shoot, make it as, as worthwhile for you as possible, as aligned as possible, as publishable as possible, as, you know, lasting value as possible. That's my goal. Yeah, we get asked to do them a lot of times last minute. And I I say no to them because yeah, I don't have no. the proper amount of time to do it how I would want to do it. And considering it's going to be professional photos, I don't want it of a crappy product that I just slapped together for you. But I do yeah. I do agree with you on when you have like the bigger packages or the over-the-top things that maybe not a lot of your clients are ordering at the time and you want to market that more and push that more, I think that's a great opportunity for a style too, is to go above and beyond to show them the product. Because as soon as you talk about it with a client, the first question they ask is, well, do you have a photo of it? Or do you have an example of it? Well, I have this thing that nobody ever orders, but no, I don't have a picture of it. So it's great to do the style shoot, go above and beyond. You're not only getting the portfolio work of it, but you're also showing the venue that you're at and the other vendors that, hey, this is also something that we offer. So I think that's great. Yeah. I, I will say, shoot, I, you said something and I, it like sparked something in me that of course I can't, uh, remember now. <laughs> well, that's, but I do think it's exactly what you were saying is that people aren't really, I Try think we've, we be, we've become a generation more visual and yeah. like in general, this like, yes, there's still auditory and kinesthetic people, but I think that it's very much like, can I see it? Because with all the tools and digital resources we have, it's like, but can I see it? Right. Oh, I remember what I was going to say is that um, it really breaks my heart when I see people because I'm in a bunch of like Facebook groups for wedding professionals. It breaks my heart when I see people that are like, 
I need a florist for a wedding for a style shoot I'm doing tomorrow. And I'm like, I know. Did someone cancel on you? Like, because otherwise, that's not how we do it. Like, that's not how we get it done. Right. Because that means that you're just going to take whoever's available, whether they're aligned, and it may not work out for them, it may not work out for you. Like, these things take some time to plan. Whenever I'm doing a style shoot, it's at least three months, right? From concept to actual production, like, because I want to think it through, right? If I'm, if I'm planning for like this ideal couple that I have, it takes some time to plan. Mm -hmm. And it really breaks my heart when I see people that are in there, they're like, I'm looking for a a hair and makeup artist for tomorrow. And I'm just like, well, that's the other thing you haven't vetted this person. So you don't know if their style matches yours, but because they also haven't been part of the planning process, they don't know the rest of the team and haven't had the time to coordinate with them to make sure aesthetically everything is on the same page right and they're missing out on one of the top things of styled shoots which is networking and yes, getting to know other vendors next. yes i, I was like, like oh, i was like we're right there we're right there yeah <laughs> one of the things Shannon was that, waiting to ask the I question know, like, everybody else asked about networking i'm like yes i'm gonna segue for you yeah um, perfect the, I, yes so it is very as a important. planner yeah as a planner People are always wanting to have coffee chats with me. They're always wanting to work with me. They're always wanting to see about getting on my list. Uh-huh. I do not recommend anyone that I have not worked with. But right. that could mean work with at a real wedding or that could mean work with at a styled shoot. Yeah. Because I need to see how you work, right? Styled shoots are lower pressure than real events, right? They're still things that people have to be professional about because people are spending their time, their money, their whatever. But they are not client pressures there are not client pressures on you right there are not usually the time restrictions on you of a real event setup times all this stuff so it's a low pressure situation where i get to know people that i then want to recommend right but i still only pick people that i think are aligned with my style with my you know ideal couple so yes networking is one of the huge benefits the huge goals that you can have within a styled shoot because the networking benefits of like actually working with someone yeah. as opposed to just meeting them at a networking event, you can find out a lot more about people, can find out how they work. Does this yeah. person return emails in a timely fashion or does it take them three weeks? You know what I mean? Let's each share one of the worst mistakes we have oh, seen God. from a networking <laughs> stand. You don't have to call them out. But like, I work what's in this market. Of- I can't- <laughs> no, you're fine. I'll, I'll share mine first. I'll share okay. mine okay. first. Okay. I think that, so there was one, there was this one time where we did a <laughs> massive, insane style shoot. It's what you're talking about, Margo. It was yeah. a photographer who was ready to level it up, came to the venue I worked at where we had three different spaces. She's like, can we shoot all three spaces the same day? Three separate sets, three separate styles, three sets. And I was like, holy Lord. Uh, okay. I was like, sure. And she just kept, she went in on it, right? She st- she brought in a full band, a band. We had a 10-piece band at a style shoot. Like, nice. she went. So when I tell you that every vendor was bringing it, like bringing it so hard. And we were moving fast, but... You know, because we had, we were going through the whole property and setting one space, shooting the next, doing all the things. But yeah, yeah. there was, um, a, there was a vendor, and they backed out two days out. And when I tell you the amount of meetings we had done as a group, yeah. the amount of whatever, and I under, I understood this much because they got a gig. 
And it's really hard, I think, when, you know, you get an opportunity. It was a hair and makeup company and they got an opportunity for like a corporate shoot on a weekday. And, you know, at the end of the day, she's like, it's too grand. I can't turn it down. And I said, listen, because she called me first. And I said, listen, I need you to really think this through. That two, we have like 47 vendors on this event. (laughs) Like there are so many vendors and st- I mean, like it was the That's biggest, epic. the biggest jewelry shop in town gave me a $30,000 diamond ring for one of the models oh to wear. I mean, it was in, it was ridiculous. And so I said, I just need you to really think this through because you're turning away a lifetime of referrals, maybe over the next 10 to 15 years from people who not only now will never refer you, they will like literally, if somebody asks them about you, their response might be, she left us hanging two days before a shoot. And so I think that sometimes when people make that last minute cancel or that they say Mm -hmm. yes, and then they back out, I think that that for me is probably one of the biggest fails because while, especially if you're turning it away for money, I get it, but you're, you're doing way more money damage on the other side. Yeah. I have a good example, but before I get to it, I just want to say that people ask me all the times about all the time about um, contracts for style Mm -hmm. shoots. Mm. I have never used a whole contract for a styled shoot, right? Because I, my parents are both lawyers and they, it sounds like I'm saying liars. I'm, I'm saying lawyers. They are attorneys. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they were very clear that if you have a contract, and but if you have a contract that says that you'll be there, there has to be consequences if someone doesn't show up. Right. And my dad asked me early on, he was like, are you prepared to enact those consequences to somebody if they don't show up? And I'm not really, right? No, the it's a styled for, shoot. The consequences for me are, I'm never going to recommend you. Yep. I'm going to tell everyone that you flaked out. Like those yep. are the consequences, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be a, a contract for that. But I do think you need to have a model release and a photo contract, like turnaround times and things like that. Those are the two pieces that you do need in a styled shoot, just to know who's going to get the work product, when it's going to be you know, given to you. And you have to get model releases from anyone that's going to be on camera because yeah. otherwise like me, one of the models from one of your very first shoots could be an actress on a very popular show now. And her uh, agency reached out to me years and years ago and said, you can't use these photos ever again because you don't have a model release. So oh, that's okay. It was a shoot that I didn't really want to show people, but that that is something that happens. So you always want to get a model release from yeah. anyone that's on camera. Um, <clears throat> so my example is years and years ago, Again, before I really turned the corner and started using the system for styled shoots that I right. do now, uh, I was working with a new new uh, florist. She was very well-liked in, in our area. She had a really fun style, right? But it didn't really align, right? That was that was like number, number one, right? It didn't really align. And so I sent her, we had talks about it, like you, we had meetings, you know, we had talks about it. I, um, every shoot that I do has like, um, a pay, a project page on our CRM, just like any wedding where people can have conversations, blah, 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 blah. Right. She showed up on the day of, and what she brought with her looked nothing like what we had talked Uh, about. The vessels uh, were wrong. The flower colors were wrong. Everything was wrong. And I just looked at her and I said, um, I'm a little confused because this isn't what we talked about, right? So the bouquet, I could salvage. I said, remove the red pieces from this bouquet and and we can use it. So she did that. 
but I, I had to, I had to be very honest with it. At the time I said, I can't use the rest of these because they don't, the vessels don't go with what we're doing here. Nothing works with what you're doing here. So I had to like come up in the moment and we set our table with all candles instead of flowers. And it actually looked really cool. Yeah. But the problem was that venue does not allow candles. So oh, that's were the not worst. Happy that's they the were worst. not happy. They were not happy about that, oh, right? Of course. So the venue had had to have a conversation with me afterwards. Uh-huh. After you know, people saw that shoot and kept asking them about candles. Like they had to say, like we don't allow that. You know, right? Like it was one of those things where, like, I did what I could do in the moment, but right. I never worked with that florist. I never actually like worked a paid event with yeah. her because she had shown me that she was a bad listener. Right. In a low pressure situation where I could fix it, it didn't, you know, that shoot was still published, that I still use that shoot now, like it's fine. But like, she didn't get that much out of it because all we could use was the bouquet. And it it showed me that she was a bad listener and she she was not going to work well with my clients because she wasn't really listening to what they were saying. She was just kind of doing what she wanted. Right. I still think she's a nice person, but we won't ever work together because our, our working styles don't match. So those are the kind of things that you can learn in a styled shoot. You know, it's it's not going to be the end of the world, but it's a vetting process. Really, it's a it's a big vetting yeah. process. Yeah, it was the end it's of a, our working relationship. That's for yeah. Sure. Thank you so much for coming. I'm never going to refer you again. I actually I had that happen at a real wedding. Yeah, planners and vendors yeah. though they use styled shoots, especially. I mean, every vendor should yeah. be vetting each other, but yes. you know, everybody's climbing on those two lists harder than anything else, and it's like, show me what you got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Vanessa? What's something you've seen that was? Uh, mm, <laughs> it can be anything. It doesn't have to be a disaster. But let, like, what's a networking fail? I a networking fail or yeah, a styled sure. shoot fail? No, like a styled shoot, but it like would affect the business from that perspective. Um, I participated, it was a venue that was nearby that I had never been to before. Um, it was literally like 10 minutes from where we were. So I was like, oh yeah, let's check it out. So I went over there met with the lady who ran the venue. She wanted us to participate in a styled shoot that she said one of the photographers was putting on. The photographer sent me all the information. Um, the photographer was also the planner for this whole thing. There was not a planner. So that kind of went astray because nobody's stuff matched, nor here nor there. Um, got there the day of the plant. The photographer was charging for tickets, asking me to do a dessert bar, a full cake, like all of these extra things while she's charging for tickets. Didn't tell me there was going to be seven different photographers at this venue. I don't like that. I don't need seven different albums. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Pet peeve. And if you're making um, money, why am I not getting paid? Right. That's um, another reason why paid shootouts are a real slippery slope. Yeah. Well, and you just asked me to make all this product. Okay. So yeah. I set out the product. I'm not very happy because I wasn't informed of all these things, even though I was told this is what it is. I show up and it's something different. And then the cherry on the top was the DJ took it upon himself to invite his friend, who was also a cake person, and told her that she should bring something because it was a styled shoot. So this lady who was not invited to the styled shoot shows up with a cake and starts eating my desserts off the dessert bar before they've even taken photos of it. Oh, no. No. That's a good one. That's very Um, bad. I was livid. I walked Um, over and I was like, why are there things missing? And she was like, oh, well, I thought this was for us. I'm like, 
are you kidding? Like, you're not supposed <laughs> to be here, and now you're eating all my stuff. Oh. Like, I was so mad. He's oh. like, well, it was really good. I'm like, I need you to get away from me. Like, <laughs> this whole thing, this whole thing. Nope. 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 It was not a good networking event and not a good photo shoot. <laughs> it yeah, terrible. No. I didn't want to work with any of those people out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, people so ask mad. me all the time, like if, if florists, if they can put on styled shoots, venue people, if they can put on styled shoots, the answer is yes. If you're going to do it with some thought right? Yeah. You, have to, you have to pretend that you're a planner if you if you don't want to involve a planner. And conversely, planners out there, all the planners out there, hear me. If you are not also going to design the shoot, it's going to have very little value for you because it is very, mm-hmm. very hard to show the value of coordination right. for a shoot. It's mm-hmm. very hard to show that. So it, yes, florists, photographers, everybody can be, can do style shoots if you act like a planner. And planners can do style shoots, but I would say only if you're also going to design and consider. But also stay, I'm sorry, but stay in your wheelhouse. If you know that planning and design is not your thing and you are just a florist and you are just a photographer, then let somebody that is really good at those things take that part of the job. Yeah, tap them in. Yes. Because I I couldn't tell you how many, we get asked to do style shoots all the time, which when I first started was great because that's how I got to meet so many vendors that I used it as a networking opportunity. And then, and then I hoard myself out and sponsored every single networking event after that, which it worked out great. But at those styled shoots, so many times I see it haphazardly, like just thrown together or, Oh, I thought this would be cool. I'm like, but that doesn't even match the rest of the aesthetic. Like, yeah. Who planned this? Who did the design? Because all yeah. the design items that you sent all of us and the communications back and forth, this has nothing to do with that. Or yeah. somebody wants to, I know that you want to show off your new product or your new service that you're offering, but if it doesn't go with the theme of the shoot, yeah. it doesn't belong here. I'm no. sorry. Yeah, that's why we've added. So every every couple of years, I update the course because it needs updating, yeah. right? All courses do. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that we're adding this year is Many modules, like if you're a venue and you want to do a styled shoot, here's how you would go about it. If you're a florist and you want to do a styled shoot, here's how you would go about nice. it, right? If you want to do it of yourself, if you want to design it of yourself. Um, because I know plenty of venues that are like, we need new photos of X room. We have no mm-hmm. photos of this room. And then they have to like kind of go out and, and search it out, right? And conversely, as planners or florists, whatever venue you're working at, you need to ask them, like, what? What do you want shot that you don't have photos of? Because that's a way to make sure that they will use your photos, right? And you associated with those photos. So I am always asking all of my partners, what do you want shot? Like, what what do you have a a darth of, right? Like, what do you always need? And then I'm thinking the same thing for myself. What do I need, right? A couple of years ago was that I need photos of food. I had had a, a low number of really good food shots right okay. so I worked with a venue here that is also also has an in-house caterer and we shot lots of great photos of food in a style shoot that we did right so it's thinking about what your partners need what you need but also like I understand that like not everyone wants to make it a huge production right like it's those huge production style shoots are great but I do think that you could stage smaller things without a huge production right? That could have value for these smaller things that you want. This corner of your room that never gets photographed, this mantelpiece that never has flowers on it, right? You, you, you're you showing a cake 
and you want to show some type of dessert that goes with the cake, you don't necessarily mm-hmm. need a whole shoot to do that, right? But we want to get people starting to think about this in like all the different ways that it could benefit, yeah. right? And all the small and big ways that you could be spending your time and money. Well, and it's it's a benefit to the vendors and the venue when you actually communicate with the venue. Like we have yep. a couple of venues in our area that they also have furniture rentals with yeah. them. So you can do the regular farmhouse tables or you can rent out the really pretty lounge areas. And mm-hmm. for the desserts, they have specific dressers and tables they use for that that are colored and garnished and all kinds of pretty. So it's when you ask them like, Hey, is there anything you want us to specifically use so that we get photos of it, but it also enhances that detail of it? The venues love it. They, it, You stick out to them, but you're also giving them more of that value of why are they hosting you? But we're also okay. showing the products that you offer or we can push. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, we there's so many good nuggets. I've got some <laughs> swag. You better get your swag ready, Vanessa. But Margo, before we wrap up and go over our like, actionable tips for people where can they learn more about you and the course and of course we'll put all the links in the show notes but give them a little bit more info about it and what they'd learn in that course that you have yeah one of the big things that stops people from doing a style shoot is they tell me they don't know how to reach out to people to connect with people so um there's going to be a link it's like a bit.ly style shoot resources and i'm going to give you styled shoot email templates, like how to reach out to a venue, how to reach out to a florist, how to reach out to a uh, bridal dress designer to rent dresses, like all of these things where people are like, I don't even know the first step. That's the first step. So I'm going to give you the first step, right? So you give me your email, I'll give you these templates. So that's like a first step. So that's what I would say first step. Um, But then people can always find me. I'm at Harmony Creative. On Instagram, that's probably the the like social media place I yeah. hang out all the time. You can also uh, find all my courses and education at my website, which is margofrazy.com. And then if you haven't yet, if you're in the wedding industry, you might live under a rock and you've never seen the Wedding Summit series. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that's not what we're here to talk about today, but Margo, <laughs> definitely like, I don't know if it was during COVID or if you were already on your path, but she started putting on these online conferences that usually have a theme and information. And yep. I know not everybody has the time to travel. So you've really like done a great service to the wedding industry by putting oh, it on. Thank you. If people want to check that out on Instagram, it's at Wedding Summit Series or website is WeddingSummitSeries.com. Yeah, and there's a great Facebook group to kind of head over there, yes. kind of check that out too with all the updates. And yeah, if you and, search and, Wedding Summit Series, you'll be able to find all this stuff. Yeah, it's I'm pretty hard. We're it's not pretty hard to miss it. <laughs> all right, V. All right, time for our episode swag. Three action items to put on your to-do list. You want to go first? You want me to go? I'll go. I'll go. First. Okay, do it. <laughs> um, I mean, I have a whole list, but I'm going to start with. Remember that when you're doing these photo shoots that you are showing other vendors your work, but also you are representing your business and yourself. So even though we want to see how you work, also remember how you show up. So let's not dress homely. Let's not look like a hot mess. Leggings are not pants. (laughs) Leggings are not pants. Leggings are not pants. Cut-off shorts are not pants. Uh, Let's not show up in pajamas. Like, so remember that you are not only representing the business, um, but how you present yourself will also represent that. So yes, your work needs to be pretty and it needs to be great and you need to be on time and be communicative, but how you present yourself is also a big deal. 
Yes, we definitely judge. I don't know what to tell you. We judge. We judge. I would assume that that's what you look like to work at someone's wedding, what you wear to show for a shoot. Right. I'm not here to judge anyone's fashion choices, but if you do show up in something that I deem is not appropriate workwear to be in front of other public people, I will probably be like, "Mm, I don't know about this. Yeah. You're you're late and you look terrible. Great. This is a, this is a great start. <laughs> I know, Margo, we're brutal over here. I don't know what to That's tell okay. you. That's okay. uh, mine is always a hot conversation of a styled shoot versus marketing shoots. I think Margo was talking about this as we were wrapping up the episode that like if you as a company really have something, if Vanessa's got some new desserts to, that she wants to showcase, you don't always have to look for or put on an entire styled shoots. We find, I have this conversation with venues all the time they actually don't need one table they need to show the whole side of the room with like four or five tables set up with centerpieces not one over the top so really think the difference between what a styled shoot and what comes along with that versus what particularly would be like a marketing shoot that's really specific content for your brand and what you want to showcase you don't have to do all the things yeah Mm -hmm. people have hired me to put on essentially styled marketing shoots where they're like, we don't need a a photo of one table. We need a photo that shows how many tables can fit in this space. Yeah, We need to show what it looks like outside, like what these tables look like outside. So like that is all incredibly valuable stuff, not only for venues, but for like other other, uh, vendors. But it it just comes down to like, what do you need? What's it going to take? Are you the person to put it on? Right. Uh, All of these factors. So yeah. Mm, love that kind of that kind of goes into my swag okay what's your third go go into your photo shoot with three top goals in mind for your photo shoot I love that I love that and lasting value I'm gonna I'm gonna give a fourth one I think that was the other big thing I wrote down is thinking about lasting value and not thinking about what's the shiny penny today if you are somebody that doesn't have a whole lot of time and you're like I can really put it into one strong shoot a year or two shoots a year in our slow season or whatever think about what's the kind of content that is going to be lasting and timeless and not it's shiny and what's trendy right now Mm -hmm. right how I tell people to think about that is everyone's got a, like a rack card or a postcard, yep. right? And the front is usually something that also has their logo on it. Do you have a photo that has some negative space for a logo? Think about what you would want that one shot to be for your yeah. brand on your on your postcard and that you would feel comfortable slapping your logo on and stuff like that. Like you have to think about it in those like minutia terms yeah. when we're thinking about lasting value. And yeah, I have a lot of examples in our course. That's awesome. Yeah, because it's the same thing with like online listings on our website, on Wedding Venue yeah. Map or National Directories. If you're on there, you've got one photo. You have, yeah. one, I know they can click in and see your gallery, but you yeah. need that Whomper hero image. That's like, this is the best representation of our space of, you know, our product of what we can do. The shiny penny that they gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or we possibly made you laugh. Follow, subscribe, and share with a friend. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. Next month, we're talking about websites. And must-haves showcasing your work and more. Thank you so much, Margo, for joining us today. We appreciate having you. Thank you. Yes. All right, guys. Now go make epic shit happen. <laughs>